Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another week. It's another episode uh, out here in the end of the world. Um, I have Isaiah Vasquez on today via Skype call, so he'll be joining us soon here. We're going to jump right into the episode today. I just wanted to say shout out to all of my new listeners. Uh, you guys obviously came in a huge flux recently, and if you can leave a review for the podcast, let me know how I'm doing. Uh, if you like the content, then please continue listening, uh, starting with today's episode. All right, what's up, man? We're live now. Hello, hello. Yep, perfect. So I've got Isaiah here, as you guys have heard. Um, Isaiah Vasquez, how you doing, man? Hey, I've been doing pretty good. How have you been doing? I've been doing good, honestly, just staying quarantined, just chilling. Uh, it hasn't been, I mean, it's been stressful for the world, you know, and it's been stressful yeah. to see all that. But I personally, you know, my company's paying for my time off and, I'm just chilling, so I'm happy about that. I'm really blessed with that. Hey, that's really good because uh, the fact that you're covered, that you know, that doesn't apply to a lot of people around here. And uh, honestly, I feel for those employees who got furloughed or laid off during this time because it's pretty difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's insane. But I mean, I feel like so much coverage is about it. So we can quickly get off of that. Yeah. Um, everyone's talking about it. In, in fact, YouTube's even demonetizing people for it. And all that stuff, just for mentioning it, which is kind of crazy to me. You think times oh, couldn't get crazier? <laughs> yeah. So you were talking to me before the podcast started about your commitment to supporting local businesses. Uh, if most of you probably don't know who Isaiah is, if you want to kind of give what you do um, in terms of, obviously I know you as a friend, but I know that you do photography for BG, but you also do this supporting local business thing. So if you want to touch on that yeah so um kind of you know right now we're going through a really interesting time so i kind of it's really hard to develop a schedule for yourself and uh really the biggest thing is trying to find out the things that are important to you and trying to stay committed to it and uh really what's been going on right now is that i've been just doing I, my mission every day is to support a local business um, and take care of myself and do that. But every single day I do something different, uh, to support a local business, uh, whether it means making a purchase, promoting them, or just talking to people on social media about what businesses are doing in town. Um, for example, yesterday, um, I was talking on Twitter and I was like, Oh, what, uh, what kind of places do you think we should go to, uh, today? Just to see what people are thinking. What is the kind of food that you guys are trying to eat right now? And, um, everything else in, around that because I think right now what's important is that these businesses are hurting. And uh, so if we do the right thing and support these guys, they won't be as much trouble as we already are. Right, and that that's important, especially for the local businesses. Um, I know you've taken a liking to the university, but how about the city? Do you think it's like a really cool city or is it just – I've never really been over that area. Okay, yeah. Um, I absolutely love – I absolutely love Bowling Green, Ohio. Um, it is an absolutely wonderful place. And uh, honestly, it's such a different community because it, it, for a lot of reasons. You're you know, originally coming from one area where it's super densely pop populated. Nobody really knows each other. Everywhere you go, you're sort of anonymous in a way. Um, so you're going from like that to another area where you see the same people often or you see the same people all the time. Um, and – I mean, 
there's a lot of people in this city and you'll hear a lot of stories and you'll talk to a lot of people, but if you stick to your routine, you aren't going to meet different people every time. And, uh, you know, people know each other and we bond together here, uh, differently than other places. I like to say, cause this is a lot more than, you know, I go to, I go to BGSE right now and, um, it's a lot more than just a collegiate community. It's also a city community and, uh, I really appreciated that during my time just being here because sometimes you just don't want to be on campus, but to know that there's some people that are willing to support you and friends you're able to make and they don't have to be college students or they can't be college students, whoever it may be, um, the fact that that system exists just makes me really happy to see. It's important too uh, yeah. to have to have that kind of sense of community around you. Um now, you're supposed to be graduating this semester, right, or no? Yes, I am. I'll be graduating in May, hopefully, if everything goes as the plan, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, what what is their sort of plan right now? for? Are they doing like a virtual thing like OSU announced, or is it uh, just on the back burner right now? So right now, uh, with the university, they've mentioned – that they are holding it back because they are delaying it. Because I mean, there's a multitude of reasons, but the you know the president's son goes to the university. A lot of faculty that are at the university have kids that are go, attending the university. I think that's a lot of say in what happens. And um, a part of that's that everybody wants to have that one last time together in person, and we never really got to say our goodbyes. And I think that is like what they really wanted to see is, is have one last time where we can't say goodbye. And uh, so right now it's it's indefinite. It's it's postponed. I don't know if it's indefinite or not, but I'm assuming that once we uh, finally start to make a resolution to this thing, I think uh, we'll start seeing some uh, new stuff come out about it. And then to transition quickly, just because that was already – that's all I need to know about the graduation part. In terms yeah. of your photography with all the things going on right now, uh, how has that affected you? I, I still you see getting out there and, uh, like, I don't know, taking pictures of people that you know or people that are living in BG, but do you feel like it's taking a big hit on you as well? Um, yes. So um, right now – if uh, for those that are here, uh, I work for BGSC Marketing Communications as a student photographer um, for the university currently. And my main role that I really got myself accustomed with is uh, covering a lot of athletic events that are with the university. And uh, because of this, because of what has been going on, I lost um, – well – I basically lost those opportunities to cover the NCAA tournament or the MAC tournament. If, you know, NCAAs if we made it, but also the MAC tournaments and um, lost my last chance to cover spring sports in, you know, 72 hours. I'm here at downtown sports bar at crab races and 72 hours later, my entire semester is gone. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a big thing. Um it's a crazy thing to think about because I didn't anticipate myself to be in this position. Nobody anticipated themselves being in this position. And um, how you adapt to it, I think, says a lot more about what you're loyal to. And uh, I've primarily worked in sports for a very long time. I mean, when I, since I first started uh, eight years ago, 
I've done nothing. I mean, I've done more of the stuff than sports, but sports has been like my commitment and, uh, photographing a world without sports has been very interesting and challenging. Uh, have you found it to be just as like, just as cool or is it really like you're missing the sports aspect? I mean, obviously you're missing sports, but can you make it without sports? Or do you think that's what you really want to do? Um, I think, uh, man, like I can definitely like, I know I need to improve and I think I, I need to improve in sports. I need to improve in anything that I do. And that, that can, that's pretty, well, that's pretty universal. You got but it. You got, got the Rona. No. <laughs> um, man. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, it's, it's more or less what I really enjoyed overall with sports and was event coverage too. And that's, that's the other part is event coverage. Cause my favorite thing to do is to cover events. I love capturing things on the fly as things happen and um, reacting to whatever goes on as it happens. And all like not only that's gone, not only sports is gone, but event coverage is gone. And, um, I mean, I give a huge special thanks to uh, Bowling Green overall for giving me the opportunity to still have stuff to do and to still work during this time. And so like, they are allowing you to do some things for the university still? Yep, and uh, that's the thing I'm really happy about is that I'm still doing stuff for them now, and I'm still working. Um, but we're covering completely different things, right. and how we cover that is uh, very, very uh, different than what we usually do. Um, we cover a little bit more sensitive stuff, or we actually reach out to people more than we used to. Um, we kind of and how do you like? We that? kind of take it a different approach. I, you know, with I like uh, – I kind of – it's interesting because we all have, we <laughs> all question. are under the same mission, but there's some people that are hostile to it. There's some people that are welcome to it. Um, I think that it just shows what – I think it brings us a test um, and w- of what we're capable of doing. When it doesn't feel like anything is going on, there's always something going on, and uh, I think that's a really big thing to it. Um, that's a that's great a, thing to, I don't mean to cut you off, but that, I just yeah. had a thought on that. That's a great thing to learn as a photographer, whether you were going to stick in sports or not, uh, being able to adapt there and yeah. learn some new fields uh, every once in a while, which is not to say that just covering one field is bad, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no. And, and well, that's the thing is like, so with my time at PG, I haven't only done sports. I do portraits. Right. I do commencement stories. I do as I said, I, 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 I've done a wide variety of things, which, as I said, I'm thankful for the co-op program. I'm thankful for the marketing department because I say that all the time. And because I know that if it wasn't for this, I would, I don't even know what I would be doing right now. And, and like, that's just the fact of it. It's, it's given me a sense of normalcy to know that there's still things going on, that I could still exist. My job is still here. Um, not everything is gone. Um, I still have some things I can grip onto while it lasts. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I've greatly appreciated that. Yeah. It's, it's important to feel some normalcy in this time because I don't even know what days are anymore. I'm just, I don't like, I, you know, I don't have in-person class and, and that's been a hard transition, but I don't have that oh. and I'm not working, but I'm, I, but I'm getting paid. So like nothing matters it, it, right now other than what's going on in the world. Like yeah. in my life, there's nothing going on really, unless I 
go do something but i mean i i do but i try to stay out try to not stay outside to you know transmit the disease or anything like that so (laughs) the disease whatever it is the virus but it's just definitely has been a change um and it it is wild to see it really is wild to see the world like this yeah no and and that's the thing that's why like i think we're going to kind of be in this for the long run and the faster we adapt to normal i mean we're all we're all permitted to have our shut down i mean i just shut down for two weeks literally and I'm now coming back to life today and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're permitted to have these things cause th- there's no time in the world where we've seen something like this since like the, the Spanish flu. And it's, it's crazy to see the impacts of that and what's going on and how people are reacting is extremely valid. Um, I mean, until it starts getting to the race as far as the negative parts, then that's not so okay. But what people are doing to protect themselves is extremely valid and what businesses are doing is is valid as well. Cause we got to do what we got to do for our own survival. Yeah. I'm actually happy when I learned that certain places have closed down. Like I want a national lockdown actually, but what yeah. I wanted to say outside of that is that I will, we're always going to remember this time for the rest of our lives. And it's kind of cool that you're on the front lines documenting that in a sense, not on the front lines like nurses yeah. and doctors are, but you're out there taking pictures of things that are going on and uh that is documenting this time in history so who knows maybe your photo will be used in a history book one day no and and that's honestly (laughs) the way that i see it as well is like we're we're living in a time period that no one else will be able to witness after us and and obviously we can apply that to things that we do every day but this this is different because this is how did how did BGSU, how did everybody react to this? And and what we see here is what's going to be critical to how we shape our own future and how we shape public health and how we see anything because this is a wild time. Nobody ever saw this coming starting in 2020. Nobody thought that – you know, everybody was saying 2020 is about to be like summer 2016 – yeah. But uh, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> no, it's so, quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah, literally. And so to just see, um, I think how um, how everything is panning out is, I think with that, that's kind of how I see my role is documenting what's going on from move out to how students are adapting. And I'm going to include some things that we talk about with our office a little bit here. I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a ramble. Um, but one of the things that we've been doing is uh, we've been talking about stories from um, what's going on and of, of how students are adapting. And it, it's not necessarily what our office is doing. It's something that I've been kind of taking on a personal project with. And if I find a good story, I'll let them know. But um, – I've been I've, I've been just kind of seeing different stories about how people are reacting to it. Is what are where are people going? How are people adjusting with classes? How are professors adjusting in terms of classes? Because there's a person in in so I just reached out to people on Twitter just to see like what people are doing because I think one of the best ways you can find out stories is just directly talking to people and. Um, one of the stories I heard was about how a professor is now teaching dance classes online and how she's creating rehearsals for a local theater organization 
well, local dance organization, but also is doing dance routines online. And I just found that really interesting because it's like, how are you doing chore- choreography and routines and all of that online, you know, and uh, how are you getting others to be motivated during this? And I think one of that's, I thought it was really interesting that people are taking that, are doing that. Yeah, like my flag football class, Scott, you know, obviously they moved it to online, but it was just all like online things. That'd be cool if, uh, I don't know, there, <laughs> there's not much you could do, but like a dancing class getting transmitted to online, that is pretty wild. And they couldn't do anything for flag football because what is the guy going to do? Like throw a football and be like, that's how you throw a football. <laughs> like throw it to himself or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though we already learned that, it's just still like <laughs> there was like so much that he had left that he wanted. To, and we were going to play every single day until the end which was going to be pretty yeah. fun. But I mean, that's, that's not no big deal. You know, it's, it's harder on the professors cause that is their life. For me, it was just a class, you know, like it's yeah. part of their everyday life to teach flag football. It's not part of my whole life or even my future to learn flag football. Yeah. It, it, it was just something I took for fun, you know, but I, I think you're right. Yeah. Talking about professors. Uh, I mean, one of my professors sent me a thing like, Hey, this is a uh, definitely an adjustment <laughs> to, to downplay it um and she was like usually it takes a professor six to 12 months to come up with an online course even yeah. if they have a physical in-person course it takes them that long to transition it to online and they all had to do it within one week which is just so crazy to think about because the professors are the ones getting screwed the most especially with their pay yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing um, is that professors have – I mean they've been at the brunt of this like anyone else has been because you have the – like for vi- visual classes, for for por- performative arts and a million different industries, it's not something you could easily teach online. And uh, people are taking what's going on and um, – either professors are going to be extremely willing or it shows their true character, I think in some ways. Cause, uh, my roommate, for example, is not having a good time with his online, with his business class that got moved online. And, uh, no, it sucks. I don't like the transition. Yeah. And he's not having the best time transitioning and I'm not having the best time transitioning. I, I mean, I'm not having the best time at all. Cause it just doesn't feel real. No. I mean, honestly, it, I kind of clicked into summer mode and just tried to ignore yeah. everything that was existing and <laughs> right, you know, and then forgot about the concept that, Hey, I still have projects due next week and I still have all this stuff that I got to do. And it doesn't feel true. Even though like you'll just get past like, dude, my classes are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So they've been saying yeah. stuff on Tuesdays and Thursdays only. So every other day I'm in whatever you would say. Yeah. Summer mode or just focusing on, staying safe mode or whatever but like then you'll have like an exam like you said like or like a project coming up and you're like dude i'm still doing this shit like yeah <laughs> it feels no, over that's, you that's, know like <laughs> nope and, and that's 100 percent it like I, i'm just not trying to think about that right now and and that's the that's the most stressful part is that we're doing all of this stuff like we're trying to worry about the world around us and yet, you know, we still have, we're trying to worry about the world around us. We're still trying to worry about surviving, 
adults that don't have jobs right now are still stressed out. So imagine trying to juggle classes and trying to juggle everything else that's going on. Uh, that makes it difficult. Right. And I have minor issues in my life because since I'm being taken care of and it's stressful for me. So I can only imagine, like you said, people that lost their job because of this and trying to do school still. That's pretty wild. Uh, but you know, the funniest thing, which is not funny, but the craziest thing about this coronavirus is that I've listened to many uh, like podcasts or TV shows that will say at the beginning, like, hey, we want this to be an escape from you hearing about the virus all the time. And I've yeah. said that multiple episodes as well. But then, like I did today, too, I said at the beginning, like, oh, we'll, we'll just talk about other stuff. And it always gets back to it because that's how big this virus is and that's how much it's affecting the world. You can't you can't push it aside for more than five minutes, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like because I, I, I work in the photo industries, you know, as obviously I've mentioned 7000 times at this point. But <laughs> the photo industry doesn't it, 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 it's not the same uh, without structure photograph. And without um, the same subjects, without the without the same environment, without the same people, um, it's not the same. And we're we're, we're in quite an unprecedented time um, that you know this is affecting everyone. And we, I mean, you know, you can if you want to, you can interject a marker of skipping to a certain point if you want to. It don't matter. But like, it's a time that we're all witnessing. And it, there's there's not, nothing that goes around it. I know that some people look to these things as an escape, as a way to get out. But I think another way to look at this is that it's a way to hear other perspectives on what's going on. Oh, for sure. And, and, and to hear other industries and how other people are going through this. Yeah. So, like, the biggest thing is just hearing those stories about what people are doing, how students are adapting, how people in general are adapting. And I think it's important – to hear each other's stories so we know how we can triumph together in the end. Exactly. And and that's why that's why I don't mind having the conversations that we're having because they're off they offer perspective. Um but to transition out of the end of the world, uh we yeah. can we can go ahead and kind of bring it back to some lighthearted stuff in the sense of um I like asking you this question. I think I asked you it last time when we tried to record an episode but the technology would just not let us. Uh, but yeah. now I have my board and everything, and we don't have to worry about all that. But each and every single photographer has a type of style and personality that they bring to their art. Um, and I know, like, you know, podcasting is, is my form of creativity, or comedy is, when I try to do stand-up. I say try because I'm not that good at it. Um, <laughs> I look at my art, and I know what style I bring to it. So what do you bring to photography, and, and what does it mean to your everyday life, since it's not all that you are? Um, so I think that a lot of um, – that's a, that's a tough question because I, I don't – like, you know, it's a thing that I haven't seen in a while, but I, I want to try to portray the emotions of what's genuinely there and do a lot more than just making it deeper than just photographing it. And, and, and like people, like with a lot of things you can cover it and you can photograph, you can do whatever you want and you just get a general photo. You get a, this, that, and the other. It's not the same, but I think the biggest thing is really 
finding out what's what it's all about. Um, why why you're there? You're there. You're there to tell a story. And uh, what what kind of story is it? Is it a story of, um, is it a story about how your team came back from a three one deficit in the 2016 NBA Finals to win the championship, <laughs> or is it the story about how you completely stomped a team, um, or your team got absolutely blown out? I think it's important to tell those stories. And uh, for people to – oh, no. Uh, for people to understand what's going on within the daily world of sports, um, I've really enjoyed the sports industry overall, and I've really enjoyed all the things that it's given me um, because, like, it's been really enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy really, it it's, because it's been enjoyable. <laughs> no, but nothing, nothing gives me to throw more of uh, unpredictability and I love unpredictability because we like, so for example, in 20, uh, last year, literally just last year, (laughs) um, (laughs) literally last year, uh, this is the point we're at time is flying by, but last year we were, we faced off against number 18 Buffalo and we beat them at home and none of us saw it coming. And we had, we had our entire, we had, Literally, almost everyone in the arena rushed the floor uh, because we we beat them, and just like being able to live in that moment, not only do you get the chance to be like every other student, but you get to be the storyteller. And I, like, not only does this work in one way, but you know, that, like, uh, was what I'll mention is that. Not only do you get to say, oh, it was really cool, but then you can say, oh, but check out this reaction shot. Check out this going on because this is what happened after we won. Like, you get to tell people about that, and I absolutely love that. You get to be the person that was there. You get to capture it. You get to tell the stories about it. And I think you're right. It's important to not just photograph something, but to be involved in it, to be passionate about it, and to be – passionate enough to tell a story about it which is uh definitely what you do i see you on twitter all the time uh saying how passionate you are about something coming up and how what it means to you that you're going to be able to capture it so it is really cool to see that um now i wanted to hit on something because you kind of already hit it on it yourself is when you're on the sidelines or in the crowd um wherever you may be whether you have four access for photography or not uh, yeah. at the games which obviously you do most of the time right yeah okay. yep. so you, oh, for a lot of the games i uh i'm usually credentialed for a lot of the bowling right. events and so i'll be able to get floor access i and depending on how my relationship with those teams that might even get further access so good so when you're down there um you say the unpredictability which sports is super unpredictable because it's not staged so yeah. when you're down there um what kind of like spidey sense do you get or or feeling do you get that hey i mean i know you're trying to capture all the time but there's some times where you just have that premonition that like oh something crazy is about to happen and then you hit the you hit the camera button you know yeah what is that um, what does that like present to you as uh it's a challenge um and because i i've really grown to 
being extremely confident and, and, and being confident in my work and being confident in myself because I want to say this moment happened and I knew what to do. And that's what I want to say is that I've been through those moments and I knew exactly how to react. And I, I'll specifically talk about when we beat Toledo uh, in football this year because I remember the first the first play uh, that happened in this game where – well, or one of the first plays in the game where Grant Loy ran down for I believe it was a 58-yard uh, – he had a 58-yard run as a quarterback and had the stiff arm. And I was sitting at the end zone with my 400 lens, and I literally like – I saw it was happening. I was like, oh, 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 this is happening. This is happening <laughs> literally the entire time. I was just like, this is happening. This I cannot <laughs> believe this. And I was just sitting in shock uh, the entire time because that play uh, kicked everything off for how the game ended turning out. We literally somehow, after coming out, you know, our first year with the new head coach and our first experiences with the new team, um, we beat Toledo for a first time in nine years and, you know, nine years is a pretty long time. That's two, that's multiple classes of seniors. That's so many people that say, oh, we lost. And there's, there's so many times where people like had the chance, uh, to say that they faced Toledo, but they were never able to beat him. I mean, I'm kind of rambling on this, but there was a, it was a lot of times. It was a, like, and I remember I've been at BG for five years now, and I remember every game that we were actually close to them. Um, and you know, it didn't matter how we were doing during the regular season. It was always the Toledo game where something different was going on. Even through our past several head coaches, we had some incredible teams my freshman year, and then we've had some, we had some very, we had some very different teams heading to our heading later on down my career and this year we had we had a new coaching staff we had a lot of new people coming into the program and so us being able to rally together and somehow beat our rival um was huge and that pretty much single-handedly redeemed the season <laughs> to be honest because a lot of this was uh a lot of what people were feeling was a lot of it was going to be same old, same old and things like that. And I mean, I definitely have felt since the beginning that our new coach is different and we're, our program is going to get back on our feet here in a few years. And the, the Toledo game itself proved it um, to not just me, but everyone else in the crowd saying that there is some serious potential and um, not even the highlight, the ramifications of us winning that game of uh, how literally Toledo ended up winning only two more games for the rest of the season. And we literally basically our win against them basically spiraled them out of control as I see it, because they were the only bowl eligible team not to get a bowl game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's because they had six wins, but four of those wins were before they faced us. And uh, so there wasn't as much merit to them getting getting that in the end and uh, i think it, it was just either way 
long story short, just capturing those moments. I mean, I I used to subscribe to all of the things and of how media generally is because when when you're working in media, you can't be um, the most uh, I don't know. You can't be the biggest fanatic. You, you got to kind of put your emotions aside during a lot of times, and you got to really hold yourself back. You can't be screaming on the sidelines. You can't be calling out plays. You can't be yelling at referees. You can't be doing that. Do you and, find and that I, hard? I, I, you know, it's, it's that sense of professional conduct, which I 100% agree with. Uh, not saying that I'm against that in any way. Um, more talk about the fact that internally, yeah, I was screaming that entire game. <laughs> I, I was excited. I was excited for every single win our football team got. I was excited for every win our volleyball team got. I was excited for every win our women's soccer team got, including our second Mac, Mac title in a row. I was excited for all of that. Uh, and, and just inside, it was just like, it was incredible. And all I wanted to do was find a way to exert that by getting ready for that moment and trying to do the best I could with what is available to me. So now, with not sports going on, how would you explain that feeling like, oh, this is the right angle or this is the right kind of mood to set in this photo? Does that translate now or have you kind of not had that sort of feeling recently? Uh, One second, please. Sure. Sorry, there's a train passing by. Um, So I would say... Uh, now it's, it's different because I'm kind of doing the same thing, but it's in a completely different light. And now it's kind of mixed to, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still telling that story, but what story am I trying to tell? And that's, that's key. It's being as intentional as possible because when you're, when you're photographing sports, you're not going to be, it's. You're, you're shooting with intent, and you're shooting with intent for a lot of things. But um, and, and you're supposed to be shooting with intent. But when it when it comes to when you're shooting off a off of a sport, you're you're shooting with intent to try to tell that story or, or to match the story of what um, it's all about. Um, and in this situation, so let's let's say I'm talking about the dancer um, who's teaching classes online. Um, then in this situation, I would say that I would try to find a way to be able to show, maybe I'd be able to say, get a picture of her dancing in her backyard or get a picture of her teaching her classes in front of a camera, you know? And, and it's now it's getting to the point of more of a photojournalist standpoint where you have to kind of listen, read the environment, read the room take more time before you premeditate your sh- and be premeditated about the shots that you take. Um, cause I mean, if you're covering an event, you're covering what's happening on the fly. And when you're, when you're, when you're creating a story and, and not just covering a story, but you're creating a story, um, you have to, you have to know, um, what the story is. And, and when your readers or your viewers or whoever else it may be, look at your story, they have to be able to interpret that story from your image. So the question will always come back to how will this image pertain to the story and how does this image contribute Um, in comparison to other times where sometimes we'll take, sometimes 
what I'll do for athletics or what I'll do for other things that I photograph is I'm going to photograph something because I know that it'll look nice in this place or I know that it could be used in this location. Um, so now we're kind of shooting with extreme and deliberate intent um, because every shot counts more than ever now. So, um, I mean, we can waste shots all day, but you know, those shots that you don't, that you don't take, well, the shots that you do take and the shots you don't take, um, you know, it's the classic quote. Yeah. You know, you miss hundred percent of shots you don't take. Exactly. You know? Who's that uh, from again? Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> but in general, it's, 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 that's what it's all about is, uh, is that. It's that. And um, what other ways are you trying to stay busy during this quarantine uh, just to just to keep switching up topics? Yeah. Um, so right now, other things I've been doing to kind of get myself adjusted to it all is just finding out um, what is important to me um, and, and keeping loyal to those things. And how will I keep – how will I – become myself again uh how can how can i adjust everything because before um i was a very big coffee shop person and now there's no coffee shops to be a person about and uh so where am i gonna i, I used to go to coffee shops all the time so i could do my homework how do you like i used to coffee? go to all these places to do my homework and now i don't have those places to do my homework <laughs> yeah that's true how do you get your coffee? Do you do you get like a normal coffee or? Uh, I don't. I, I actually. I mean, I like coffee shops, but I don't drink coffee. Right. Yeah. Me neither. So it gives me anxiety. I, um. I drink. So I. I have my Earl Grey tea latte. Uh. So I get my Earl Grey tea latte, or I will drink. Uh. This. It, it depends. Um. I'll also mix it up because like, there is this one barista that was at Flatlands last summer, and. I literally told him surprise me, and every time he was able to create something that was just so good. So I'll just mix it up, or um, get a chai tea latte, whatever else I'm feeling, or I'll or I'll go back to old school and just get myself a hot chocolate. <laughs> hot chocolates are the classic. I'm, yes. I'm like I'm a. I used to be a tea person, but not not really anymore. And I don't drink coffee because it gives me anxiety. So I yeah. I would probably go for something like. Uh, the only thing I do drink is like probably chai tea latte sometimes, like you're saying. Yeah. And uh, they got a lot, got a whoa, got a lot of good coffee shops over there, or what? Um. Yeah. So I like Bowling Green, and like Bowling Green has like, well, two and about to be four, um, local coffee shops that are in the area. I mean, they if you want coffee, I mean, there's a ton of places that offer coffee. I mean, we have Big B, we have Starbucks. Um, we have McDonald's obviously in your local place, your other places, but if you want to go local and you want to support local businesses, I don't know if Big B is rooted in this area or not, but, um, uh, Flatlands Coffee and Grounds for Thought are the two places I like to go to because one, um, they're nice places you can relax at. Uh, Flatlands has that modern aesthetic, um, that you can really grow to appreciate. They have outlets all throughout the place. Uh, you could do your homework there for hours on end. And then Grounds for Thought is kind of that place I go to after. Um, so I go to Grounds. I, I go to, I go to Grounds after Flatlands closes because they're a bookshop 
and their coffee shop. So I go there when it gets really late at night and I'm trying to do the homework that's due at midnight. <laughs> so those are the two places I really go to pretty often because uh, I don't know. There's just something about them that I've really come to enjoy. And I think it's the sheer fact of doing something like I took this time to leave my house uh, to do this item. So I better do it. <laughs> and I and now I don't have that. Uh, so. I'm now starting to do some stuff at home uh, and how I'm doing that is that now I'm actually doing this thing called cleaning my room. I <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, yeah, no. So I'm like, dang, well, I really just took all this time to clean my room. I better start doing some homework because uh, I've been catching myself getting really distracted playing video games or doing literally anything but, and it's been kind of agitating uh, at myself and I kind of, I kind of got to this moment of complacency over the past two weeks. And uh, the number one way that I motivate, the number one way I motivate myself is that I just get mad at myself for doing nothing, <laughs> which is, it sounds dumb, <laughs> but like, you I'm gotta. like, look, I just see what I do and I'm how I'm doing. And I'm like, damn, I really haven't done anything. And I'm really annoyed about it. And so that's just kind of how I've been. I, I got to that point where I'm sick of keeping myself behind. And so I, I just decided that now is the time that I need to start working like normal. Uh, I emailed all my professors last night, my apology letter for not doing anything. And now uh, things are slowly getting back to normal, but in time. Uh, <laughs> but the biggest thing in, in general is uh, just finding finding out what I can do. So now that it's getting nice out, um, I make it a mission to go outside at least once a day. Um, and to go outside once a day and then to go, I mean, just enjoy the weather, get my vitamin D. And I think that's the biggest thing was that, um, when I shut down for a while, I was, I didn't do anything for like 10 to 15 days. And, um, I was like, I kind of realized that I probably need to start going outside and, the minute I started going outside and just doing something, I started feeling so much better. Um, and I just, I know this sounds really dumb, but getting a little bit of vitamin D and getting a breath of fresh air is literally going, is going such a long way for me. And now I'm starting to get into a routine where I go outside every day, um, either just to enjoy the sunset or just to go to a local park and just to walk. And that is, is like that's what's really helped me go along like today i got my i got flatlands i got my earl gray tea latte and i got a little motivational cookie from them and with that uh i just sat on the curb on the side of the road for like 45 minutes and i i was you know it sounds silly but i'm like you know i'm i'm cool with this i'm really enjoying it the sun felt great so just getting that vitamin D With, that's kind of what it's been. <laughs> dude, the outside's been beautiful. Um I've always loved outside. I'm a big nature person. I I know you probably are too, but uh I recently have felt a change in the air because of people having to stay in and not do as much pollution and I I think it definitely has been very great for our nature. Uh, I think we should continue it or do this like once a year, even though this sucks. And I'm kind of joking oh. there. Um, but to repair the earth, you know, because 
the air feels more crisp and uh, it just feels beautiful outside. In fact, we're going to have like a little picnic outside after this as well. So it's it's been great getting outside. No, and, and that that's a big part of it is that it just feels great. And, 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 and I mean, it's sometimes like because th- this time has really taught us something. And, and, and the one thing that it has taught us is how to appreciate the things that we do have and how to appreciate that. Um, like, especially right now, we have we have nothing but the outside world. And we have to enjoy that outside world because if we don't, we're going to drive ourselves nuts. And so it's it's what we have to do. Um, and, and it's not saying – and I think because we'll get so accustomed to that, I think that will help us into enjoying the outside world once it's all done. I mean I've been a person that loves going outside. In fact, I, I hate – the concept that every day I've been staying inside and playing video games all day, it, it actually frustrates me. But like the fact that the things that I used to go to are now no longer available. I didn't know what my options were. Um, and so like, that's why now I'm just trying to get into a better routine, uh, finding places, finding alternatives and things I could do to, so I can, so I can get homework done. And so I can focus on myself and focus on the things that are important to me. What uh what video games have you been playing lately? Uh so I've been uh you know I I really have uh gotten back into playing Terraria and Terraria's been a video game that's been out for a long time so I started playing Terraria again recently and that's been really fun. And then uh I've been playing a lot of Apex and then uh Rainbow Six Siege. And those are the three games I've been playing. Because uh, I really like hero shooters, I really like the concept of that you have to work with a team to achieve a mutual goal, and that you guys have to constantly communicate with each other. Unlike, you know, Call of Duty, where you have the where you're constantly you're kind of dependent on yourself. Uh, I I mean, there's Warzone too, but I I didn't really like how I, I don't I don't really like a lot of the other battle royales. But I've been playing a lot of Apex uh, with, with my, some of my friends from home. I've been really enjoying that. Uh, it's been helping me get away from stuff and just trying to appreciate what I got. The old crew or what? Uh, so, yeah, I've been there, – there's, there's only two, two of the people from the original group that I've been playing with. Yeah. And uh, so I've been playing with them, and then there's this guy that I played with that's from Oklahoma. And so I've been playing with him as well, and that's been, that's been pretty fun. So we've been on that, and uh, – you know, that's kind of what it's been about. I, I have a roommate, so I've been playing some video games with him when it's possible. Um, when I have some, when I like am feeling good, uh, and when I'm able to, and yeah. so it's been up and down, but otherwise it's been pretty good. Uh, I've been playing that. I've been playing. I don't know. I've been trying to find any any new game that interests me and just playing that and just trying. And, and honestly, I watch a lot of Twitch more than anything. So, do you stream your games on Twitch too, or no? Because I know you were doing some Twitch thing before last time we recorded. Yes, so um, I do live stream on Twitch. Um, I I I don't live stream as much as I used to. Um, I've been kind of taking a break with that, but I do live stream on Twitch. I usually like to stream on Twitch when it's when I don't have any classes going on because I don't want to distract myself too much. Um, but I, I do stream on Twitch. I stream me editing photos, playing video games, uh, anything of that sort. Uh, and I 
have you know for how inconsistently I stream, I have a pretty, I have the, I, I I have a pretty happy uh, viewer base. Uh, that's the word uh, that tunes into my stream every time. Like the last time I streamed was in was in February, and be- the time before that was like two months before was like a month before, and then the other time was two months before, and. Every time I had the same people coming in every time just to be like, hey, how are you doing? And just catching up with them. And uh, it's just a nice community of people that I really uh, helped create. It's been really fun. And they always ask me questions and we just have a good time. So I've, I've grown to really enjoy streaming on Twitch. And, I've always, and I always watch other people um, as well. That's been my big thing is just watching other people because there's a lot of new games that have been coming out recently. So I've been just having fun watching those that's dope and i for me like i can't wait to have the first couple of fans who interact with my podcast who will you know like complete always interact on social media and stuff i haven't had that yet but you know i feel like i have a consistent viewership or listenership whatever you want to call it Uh, but that's a really cool feeling i can only imagine uh, as having someone tune in literally every time you know it's the same person or same couple people and they they're all kind of talking and everything that'd be cool yeah no it's been really nice because i mean really um i really like it's interesting because i'll have like it's i've i've really gone to appreciate that because even though like maybe chat doesn't talk often or if they do talk often we'll talk all the time but like i just know that there's people that are willing to support me and they enjoy watching me do what i do and i've that just makes me extremely happy because i've been like i'm dangerously inconsistent i'm surprised that they still support me at this point but it's it's i i've grown to love that a lot it's an important aspect to keep doing it because you then you have these people that you know are there which is really dope Um, yeah but yeah man i don't know i i think it's really fun to have all these different like creative uh creative aspects like the twitch is something you wouldn't normally think of as a creative aspect but you are entertaining people when you're there you know yeah so it definitely is an element uh what else would you say you've been getting into creativity wise lately with all this extra time um so i think the one thing i've started to do is kind of uh and, and it hasn't been just this it, – it, it hasn't been just because of coronavirus, but um, it's been just overall. Um, one thing I've really started to get into and started to enjoy is uh, I've been working on a little project uh, talking about the world of coffee. And uh, over the winter semester and going in – well, going over the fall semester – during the last six weeks of the fall semester and then over winter break, uh, me and my friend Madeline Rooney, uh, we both worked on a documentary together uh, called – well, we, we, we had troubles coming up with a fi- with the real actual name, but we just called it a documentary in Roboto uh, because we, we learned about this story about a guy who dropped out of college to pursue coffee, and he uh, – he used to go to a local community college and he used to be a music student and he decided that um, after attending a coffee conference with his job at Flatlands, he no longer wanted to stay in music anymore. He wanted to pursue coffee and 
he literally left uh, day one of spring semester and decided to open up his own coffee roaster. And uh, he's been pretty successful in that business. So I, we wanted to tell people about his story. And um, so there was that. And so I've been working with that story for a while. And we actually made it into the Mommy Film Festival. Um, and we presented our film there, which was really fun. And to get it reviewed by Hollywood critics and stuff like that was just really cool. That is really uh, cool. Do you think you want to do more like pr- producing type aspect of photography or videography? You know, honestly, I had a lot of fun doing it. So honestly, maybe I, I love to take charge and I love like give me a direction or find me a direction and I, I will get the ball rolling and I'll turn it into an avalanche in five seconds. And uh, that's really what it was because uh, for a while we worked on it in class with uh, four with four people total. It was me, Madeline, and two, two others, uh, Kyle and Cameron. And I kind of dominated that entire project. I felt like a bum because I'm like, I want everyone else to contribute. But I knew the ideas I had. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew how to execute it. I knew how I wanted to do it. And I tried to communicate that to everyone. And I think it turned out really well. Um, and it was really fun. I think that um, if I, – I, I started to have a lot of fun doing video and filming and producing and all of that in general. I started to get a lot better with editing too. So I, I think it might be a legitimate option down the road to just do that. And uh, to add on to this, uh, to this, to the story, um, to the coffee shop stuff, we're going to be looking to compete in the Columbus festival because we're going to review our film and re- redo a lot of it and uh we're going to try to re we're going to try to change some things up and make it into a better film to present in columbus when is so the really columbus excited. film festival and is there a way for people to watch this film now yeah so i have it up on youtube uh right now and i'll i could send you the link when we're done with all of this and it's up on YouTube now, and we're that's the version that we submitted to the Mommy Film Festival, and we're going to be making a new version that's going to really drive down our story more and uh, help bring uh, and kind of solve our problems and critiques that we had from our original from the first time that we saw it. And I think that if we do a nice revision uh, and we do a nice new version of the film with the footage that we have existing and the story that we have available, I think we could really drive something home and make it into a serious piece. Which would be really cool to see happen. Yeah. Um, now, bef- so, go ahead. Well, no, what were you saying? I was just going to say that um, we're getting close to the end of it here. Uh, here, give me one second, actually. I have to get my cat down from trying to tear this thing off the wall. <laughs> one second. But if you want to, as I'm doing this, if you want to plug some places for people to see your photography or your any videography or anything you want to promote, go ahead right now. Are you listening still? Okay. Uh, so either way, I'm going to mention this now. Um, I would, the other, the, on the side, um, well, I'll wait until he comes back. Maybe he could rearrange it. But... Um, okay i'm back okay so i'm i I just wanted to add on to the coffee story so um not only am i doing the documentary but i said i'm doing the world the world of coffee and and that's what it is because in my fall semester i worked on a cap my capstone project was with flatlands coffee and i made a bunch of materials for them and i still do freelance for work for them now so i'm doing that and then i did 
the documentary as well. So I've been trying to grab stories from different coffee shops about how they started or just different content in general to promote the coffee industry. So um, that's an overall of what I'm doing. And that goes for designing, photography, videography, all of that in one. Nice, man. That's a lot of new avenues. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to say, um, but to plug some stuff in. Yeah. So my website, you can find all of my stuff at, is uh, i35photography.com, i35, uh, as, in the, as in the numbers, photography.com. And uh, I update my website once a month uh, to talk about the newest story I've been working on and how to get people inter- interested. And in, I just want to get people to come by and visit more often to see what I'm doing um, because I know that not only one, one um, to show that I'm consistent, I'm doing stuff, and two – um, to show what kind of new fancy projects I'm working on, new endeavors are not just sports, but um, how I'm working in different industries and how I'm doing different things. How, and so my next thing that I'm going to be featuring on my website here in about a month or two, or probably this month, is going to be talking about my story about um, how I've seen the coronavirus. So I'm really excited about that. You guys can check it out. Um, it will be up here in a few days Uh talking about I'm going to be putting up a photo story talking about my experience so far. And I think it might be ongoing. Um, obviously as this goes on as yeah, well. Right. Um, um, and there's that you can follow me on Instagram at eight thirty five P you can follow me on my main Twitter at Isaiah underscore photo, uh, Isaiah, I S A I A H underscore P H O T O Instagram at a number three, number five, number P. Number P, phonetic letter P. <laughs> Number P. <laughs> Number P, bro. No, and no. I'm looking at the site right now, and it, it's definitely very easy to use. It's got your Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn on there, and then your your different categories that it's broken down into. So definitely is an easy site to use. Um, that about does it for this episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before heading out? Um, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me on this and that we've uh, had a better record this time around than before. <laughs> um, and I'm really glad to see how things have turned out. If you guys want to reach out to me and you want to ask any questions to me, whatever else it may be, because I'm willing to talk photography 24-7, I will be glad to. Uh, so thanks for having me out today. I really appreciated it. If you want to do round two after all this stuff is over, I'll always be glad to we do it. We can definitely try to do that as well. I really appreciate you being on, man. You have a great day. Hey, thank you. You too. Of course. See ya. Yep. So that was the call with Isaiah right there. Um, I'll just plug me at the end as well. You know, you can hit me up on uh, anything pretty much progress daily. No, actually, that's changed now. It's podcast daily. I think it's just podcast daily on uh, Twitter. And then on Instagram, it's podcast underscore daily. So you can find me there. Uh, Definitely try to leave a review for the podcast if you can. That is really important to me. Definitely helps me out. So if you do like listening to this, uh, make sure you're already subscribed so that you get all the episodes once they come out right into your feed there. And then make sure you're leaving reviews for me, telling your friends to check the podcast out, everything like that. It's definitely a tremendous help. We have had a bump in numbers lately, so welcome to any new listeners that might be out there, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you next week.